As we continue our travels down uh, Biblical Route 66, uh, we are just about ready to travel into the prophetic section of the Old Testament. We've gone throughout the narrative sections and the historic sections, and we've now have also completed the wisdom literature, uh, starting with the book of Job and going through the Song of Solomon. And so we're ready to enter the prophetic sections, including the, the large prophetic books, followed by the minor prophets. But before we go there, I think it's good that we periodically pause along the way and see where we've gone. We've been looking at each book of the Bible, and we've been giving it a key word so that we can memorize that and know it for our own future use. And then also uh, we have been looking at uh, a key verse in each of these books of the Bible. Uh, many of you are writing these things down in journals or on your refrigerator or in your Bible, and I trust that this will be proved profitable for your understanding of the scriptures as you go forward. So we're going to review now. We're going to go through all the 20-some that we've already gone through, reviewing quickly uh, the key word and key verse and remind you of what they are. We'll be throwing a, a PowerPoint at you here so that you can get these. And if you missed one or two along the way or five or ten, uh, you got the opportunity right now to jot them back down. And, of course, you could always replay this and pick it up again. So let's start out with Genesis. The key word, as you might expect, is beginnings. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Exodus is deliverance. Chapter 20, verse 2, I am the Lord your God. What an important feature of that book. Leviticus, holiness. Holiness, 19.2, for you shall be holy, for I am. The Lord, your God, am holy. Numbers is about wanderings. As the people wandered in the wilderness, 624, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord didn't want them to wander. He wanted to bless them and keep them. They, they weren't doing very well, and so they ended up wandering. Deuteronomy is reminders as we get a reminder of what has already happened. And it says in 6.5, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Joshua is next, and that is success, the most successful period of time, perhaps, in, in the Old Testament. Joshua 1.8 says this, the, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Unfortunately, Joshua's success is followed by Judges' failure. And in Judges 21.25, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. The reason they failed is not because they lacked the economy or the military power is because they did what was right in their own eyes instead of God's. The book of Ruth is written in, during the time of the judges, however, and it's a beautiful story of redemption. Redemption. Chapter 4, verse 14. Blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a redeemer. First Samuel begins this big section as Israel comes together as a nation, and we find that uh, it's a kingdom. A kingdom is being formed as a king is being given to the people of Israel, first Saul and then David. First Samuel 15, 22 says, To obey is better than sacrifice. Saul missed that. David didn't. So Second Samuel is about David. The life of David, his ups and his downs. 22, 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. And as long as David remembered that, he did very well. Well, he forgot that, not so well. First Kings is compromise. We find the, the nation compromised, but we find a man who wouldn't compromise in Elijah. And he says in 1822, as he challenges the people, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. 
If Baal, follow him. What a challenge. Second Kings is rebellion. They didn't listen. And so 1715 says, and they followed vanity and became vain. We become like what we worship. First Chronicles is covenant as the covenant with David's dynasty is renewed. 1716, who am I, O Lord, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? Second Chronicles is a nasty book in many ways as the people go astray. And yet we, we pick a verse of scripture, 1714, that calls on us to seek God. So our key word is seek. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways that I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That's our longest memory verse so far, but many of you already know that verse. Ezra is a phrase instead of a word, the hand of the Lord, which shows up often, 710, for Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and brought great revival. Nehemiah is restoration, not only of the walls of Israel and the city of, of Jerusalem, I mean, but also of the people's lives. 8.8 8 says, they read from the book of the law of God, translating to give the sense so that they understood the reading. Their lives were transformed and restored by the scriptures. Esther, the key word is Jew, the first uh, major time in scripture that the word Jew shows up. Esther 4.14, and who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this. Job was, of course, about suffering, but we have that wonderful verse 121, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Psalms has to be praise. And in chapter 1, Psalm 1, 1 and 2, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor scoff, stand in the paths of sinners, nor set in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Proverbs is wisdom. Proverbs 9.10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Ecclesiastes is vanity. Chapter 12, verse 1, remember also your creator in the days of your youth, and Song of Solomon is love. 2.4, his banner over me is love. There's a rapid run through it. Uh, you go back and read these again. I hope you're memorizing these key words and verses what a benefit it will be for your life if you do.